happy with that? Well, most of us, Steve, sort of gets it. So we don't know. No, okay, right, yeah. So this morning's word, you know, like lastly, like last few times I've preached, I've always talked about having connection, having relationship, developing yourself inwardly to have a connection with Him. And this morning, my message I've titled Connection with God and Why? Because God Wants You. Yeah. Um, the other, so I was sitting there this morning and I was, I want to start with this uh, before I read a word. Uh, I was asking the Lord for a prophetic word for someone to encourage someone and then sort of just encourage us to hear, see and hear a prophetic word been happening. And John, your name shot out to me this morning and I really felt that the Lord, when I just, I was like, Lord, give me a word for someone this morning. And I just felt the word honour after I heard your name. And I just feel like you're just a man of honour. That's like, and when I, and, and when I was like, that makes sense. Because when I see you stand there, I just see an honourable man. That's the first word that would have come to. And the one thing I felt that was also a thing was a, like a, is it like a David, you know, David, David King, King David, he was, he was an honourable man, he was obviously dishonourable in some areas, but he was very honourable man in the way that he loved the Lord. And his first thing that he always did, he just loved on the Lord. That's all he cared about when he was young. He just loved on the Lord. The Lord said, I saw his heart and chose him to be king from the very beginning. Before what men saw was not competent and not, not available, God saw that and chose it. And I just felt there was a wave of glory that's coming your way. I just felt like, just there is wave after wave after wave just coming. So when you get hit with the glory and you just feel that peace, because I feel like you might need a little peace in your life right now. I don't know if you're going through anything tough. I don't know anything about what you're going through, whatever, if you're dealing with financial stuff or whatever, physical, I'm not sure. That's not my business. All I just felt was the Lord was saying that he has seen your heart. He's seen that man of honor and he recognizes it and that he wants to give you his glory. He wants to show you his glory and he wants to open your eyes to something that's so much bigger than what you have right now. It's not stopping with what you've got in your life right now. I just feel like there's something going to happen in your life. I don't know whether physically, inwardly, whatever, spiritually, the Lord is just on you right now. So let's just stretch our hands to John right now this morning. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for that wave of glory to hit him, Lord like a tidal wave, Lord. And we just pray, don't stop. Fill him up, Lord. Fill him overflowing, Lord, with your peace and your love and just make him a new man, Lord. Lord, make him the man you, you wanted him to be from the very beginning of time. In your way, name, amen. And Jeremy, this morning, I really felt that the Lord heard your cry. I, think, I believe there's been a lot of tears that's been shed behind closed doors in your prayer closet. I believe there's a lot of hard times that you've faced in the last year. I believe that you've you've just gone through a difficult time. I don't know the, everything, but I just felt the Lord just heard your cry this morning and touched you. But the way he touched you this morning was very small. I felt that like the Lord wants to just release on you. Just He's like dropping like a fire on you, like a just resetting your heart to rebeat with his. And I know that you'll be your cry in your prayer closet. You've just been wanting more and more and more. And the Lord said, I've heard you. I've heard your cries. I've seen your tears. I've collected those tears. And I have not been turning away from them. And the Lord says he's seen them and he's opening doors for you. This year is going to be your year for new doors to be open. Amen. And that he's just releasing 
his heart all over you. I just feel like when people walk past, you know, like when Peter walked, the people were trying to lay their, their cripple down behind his shadow just so the shadow could heal them because that's the power that was on Peter. Now, the power that's on Peter is the power that he's on you as well. Now, I don't, I don't know if you'll, you'll, people will lie their mats down, but I'm not saying they won't either. So that's, that's between you and God, eh? So, yeah, let's just turn to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, 1 to 11. And this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. And I'm writing to God's holy people who are faithful followers of Jesus Christ. That'd be us, eh? That's written for us. This is for us. So may God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you your grace and peace. <clears throat> All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. That means from the very beginning of time, God planned us. That he chose us, that he already chose God to die for us so we could be adopted into his family. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Remember how I said God wants you? Because that's what he does. He just, you bring him pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered us, he showed us his kindness. Sorry, he has showered, he has showered us his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. And God has now revealed himself, he revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ. A plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. You know, sometimes you face something and then a hardship happens and you go, obviously, some people go, God wanted me to go through that. Now, I'm not saying God put me, God put that there so I could learn something. Like, if I get sick, God made me sick so I could go through it and learn something. I don't believe God makes anyone sick. I feel that God, when we, when we tackle sickness in life, because it comes and goes, it's just, we live in a fallen world, okay? When sickness comes, God says, I'm going to make good of this. And there's nothing that can stop his plan from happening in your life. The only thing that can prevent it or, or like secrete it and stop it from happening is you. You are your only person in the world that can stop you from doing everything God wants you to do. You're the only person that's standing in your way. Because God's given you everything. See, God said in Luke, he says to the disciples, he says, now I want you all to go out and cast out demons and heal everyone and heal the sick. That's the first thing he says to them. And he's, then what he says to him, he says, I've given you all authority under heaven and on earth to do these things. So the first thing he did is, is he commanded them. And then straight away, he says, I've given you the power to do it. I feel like God's releasing a power of us this year. Not, not just this year, just opening up doors, just 
just it's happening. Like God is releasing a power. The other night, I want to tell a really, this is a personal story, but I really feel like it's necessary. The other night, Winston was asleep, and out of nowhere, he screamed. A really high-pitched scream I'd never heard him do before. And it was sharp and silent, like it was sharp and then it stopped. And I thought straight away, there's something in there. Not like a person, like a devil, if you just be plain English. I believe there was something in there. And so I, I went in there and I didn't really feel anything. I didn't feel the cold chills or anything that some people say they feel with the enemy. I just prayed over him. I said, God's here, mate. I'm here. God is here. And I just released the peace over him. And, and then I felt all of a sudden the room was full. Because the first thing after I, after I prayed over him, I said, I command whatever's in here now on authority in heaven and earth to leave. Because that's what the Lord told us to do. So I did that. And I just thought, I'll do it because I feel something. I said something, so I just did it. And then in God's faithfulness, I felt the room full of thousands of angels. I could not see them with my physical eyes, but I knew they were there. I don't know when you, I don't know. It's like when you can smell something in the oven, you know it's going to taste good. It's that kind of feeling. You know when you smell some, something cooking, the wife's cooking something really good, and you go, oh, that's going to be mighty fine tonight. And it is. It doesn't disappoint. This is the same feeling. I had that feeling that something was in the room and it was peaceful, but yet powerful. And then I was like, just kneeling on Winston, just praying over him in tongues. And then I just felt the Lord just stand. So I was about to stand up and he spoke to me. He said some words to me. And then he said, before you rise up, I want to give you something. And an angel stood over me and then had his hand over me. This is what I saw in my spiritual eyes. I can't, I don't know how to explain to make this like, you could make it sound like, Oh, I don't believe that. And that's okay, you don't have to believe that. I, I do, because I, I was there. So I don't have to try and explain it. If you don't believe that, that's okay. This is what happened for me. The Lord stood over me, and then as the hand went over, there was a tunnel of fire. A tunnel of fire was pouring into me. And when I don't know if you've ever seen people slain in the spirit. Um, they just, people touch and they fall down. I, I believe that stuff. Obviously, some people do fall down for dramatic things. There's obviously give and take on those things, but I do feel like the presence is that's powerful. It does not the person over. And when the Lord hits me, I get these shapes like this, and it's something that I don't like. I don't do it deliberately. Like I try and stop it, but then it just makes the whole body go. And then I felt the power hitting me, and I was jolting, and I was trying to put Winston to sleep. Now, I don't know if you, when you've had kids or if you haven't had kids, but when you want kids to sleep, you don't want to do anything to upset that sleep. So I was not intending to, I didn't want to wake him, but sub, subconsciously I was because I was jolting. So I take my hand off him and I was still having to jolt. So I knew the Holy Spirit was on me. And I just felt, because during the week, I'll be honest with you, I've been frustrated because I've been praying and I just have not heard his voice. I've been trying so hard, and I'm not, I mean, like, I was trying to just hear him, and I'm just getting so unmotivated because I could not hear his direction, could not hear his voice. Is there anyone else that feels like that? That you just, you try so hard, and the trouble with it is, is that you try. <laughs> but the Lord saw my heart, and that night, he knew all day I'd try, had little sessions where I'd be like, Lord, just speak to me, and just nothing happened. And I was like, I just need to hear from you, Lord. I just, 
I don't want to go another day I've been hearing from you and I try to open the Bible and get motivated and I just, nothing was happening. And I'm a bit of a feely kind of guy. I like to feel God's presence. I know it's not the best way to operate in life, but I know we all feel things. So, But God connects me through that really strongly. And when he touched me, I was just so thankful because I felt like he heard my cry, my heart. My heart was, I just want to know where you are right now. And he answered me. And I felt last night I was, as I was reading these scriptures and stuff, I felt this is what the Lord said. What if I told you when Christ died and rose again, as he was ascending, he was laying down a, a direct cable line from earth to heaven. And when you accept him as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit takes that line and connects it directly to your heart. So what if I said there's a line from heaven? So when the Lord's like ascending, remember how we, in John it says he's ascending to heaven? What if he was actually unraveling a cord? This is just, just an idea. What if he was unraveling a cord that connected heaven to, heaven to earth? When he says, this is an unbreakable cord. No, nothing else can take this. No enemy can take this because it's mine. And I laid it and it's full of my blood. And that line is just dangling there just for you to grab whenever you want it. And then when you say, Lord, come into my life, I receive you. And the Holy Spirit grabs that line and directly plugs it in and nothing can unplug it. Nothing can unplug it. No sin. Sure, the line can be crackly sometimes when there's sin in your life, and, but the line is still there. The connection is still there. See, a lot of us don't don't like when you're on when you're in mobile service, you're out in the bush. We all know that because we live out here. You go out to sort of Kiriwee National Park, there's nothing. You go out sort of Southern Way, there can be parts that there's no no signal at all. You can't get a phone call. That's the thing with the direct line. Doesn't matter. There's always a line. There's always a connection because the line is connected. We're not relying on a satellite here, people. We're relying on a direct line. And that's what God is saying this morning. I've got a direct line. Use it. If you've got got a direct line and you want help, why would you not call it? Why don't we not call it? Why don't we do that? We always just try and work out things on our own. Oh, Lord, I've got this bill coming in. I'm going to try and work more hours. I'm going to try and get a second job. I'm going to try and do this. And the Lord's just saying, well, Malachi 3.10 says, if only you would give more tithe into the storehouses, you would not have enough room for me to give back what I'm going to give back to you. The storehouses in your house would not be able to contain what I've got for you. If only you would do what? Trust me. That trust. That trust is what it's about. A lot of us don't make the access to the direct line because we feel like we're not worthy or that there's sin that's been that's broken the line. That's not true. You're always worthy because God said you are. Just in Ephesians 1 we read, from the beginning of time, he said, I'm going to let my son die for you. For you, for you, for everybody here. And he says, I'm going to pour his blood out, every ounce of it. Because I want everyone to know around the whole world that I've done what, everything I could do for the connection to be there. And people walk around, Christians walk around and we're, 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 we're depressed, we're down in the dumps when the line is connected. Yeah. Sometimes you can't hear anyone on the other side of the line. I'll just explain that that's what I was going through. But in God's goodness, he noticed. This morning, Jeremy's heart poured out. We just heard the Lord spoke. We hope we heard the Lord spoke. Now we did. I feel like the Lord spoke to you and said that he's heard your cry. 
<clears throat> Isaiah 40 says, even youths grow, grow weary and tired, even young men, men fall in exhaustion, but those who trust in the Lord will find their strength. And they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and they will not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. And why is that? Because he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. So how do we access this never-ending divine power? How do we get hold of something like what John received this morning, that glory? How, do we, how can we have that for ourselves? How do we have that connection where the Lord says, because it's not about the power, I don't, want to, I don't want to say it's all everything's about the power, but the power is good because it comes from him. The Lord says, if you want to do my work, here's some gifts. Here's some stuff that will help you. See, the first thing that, um, I can't remember who it was, it might have been, I think it was uh, Peter and John in the book of Acts. I didn't recalculate, I couldn't remember it anyway, but there's two guys involved. I think it's James and John or Peter and John, and they were in front of the, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and they were preaching without any teaching, proper teaching and they were preaching and they were getting crowds like Jesus used to get. And they were preaching with some really fire and like some really powerful message. That's because the Lord was on them. And then they said to them, stop doing that because you're upsetting what we've got planned here, mate. And then they said, we can't do that. We have to keep going because it's what the Lord wants. And then two things happened in that temple and then they were told to get lost and they, they left and then they went home and the first thing they prayed for was Lord give us more boldness so we can preach better and more bold to reach more people so the first thing they go home and they want more boldness even though they've just faced the face the Pharisees they face the flogging they face prison time and the first thing they said is give us more boldness how many times have you gone home and when you face something at work and you're like Lord, give me more boldness to face that tomorrow. Lord, give me more strength to face me that tomorrow. How many of us do that? This is what I mean. Like we all, we all, we all go face things in life. And what I want to turn today is turn our minds away from what we can achieve to what He's given us already. We just have to grab it. It's right there. He's given. It says in the Corinthians that He's given us each a gift, and we can all prophesy. But he's given each of us a gift. Remember I said, this is probably this time last year, I said, what's your gift? If you don't know your gift, I want you to be go home today. Maybe we might, I don't know, it felt like the Lord might even do something today about that, but we'll have a look in a minute. But if we don't do anything today about giving a gift out, I want you to really pray earnestly about what is your gift. And just be honest with yourself, with him, humble yourself. In James 4, 7, it says, <clears throat> I'm going to read it, it says, read from the Bible. <clears throat> I've started writing it, I think, last night, and I went, oh, this is too long of a verse to write. So, James. James 4. Yeah, James 4. James 4, 7. Says, so humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Come close to God, and he'll come close to you. I love the way it says, come close to God. It's asking you to make the first step. 
And while we assume it's us making the first step, but it's actually us taking the second step. Because the first step was God dying on the cross for you to have that connection. The connection was restored, it was laid there, and the Lord's now saying, pick up the phone and dial. Talk to me. What do you want? What do you need? How are you? How you been doing? And he says, wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Sometimes we can't hear God because our hearts just aren't fully there. Now, I'm not saying you have to have your whole heart like connected with God to the point where all you do is just talk in tongues to everybody. You're too, too what do they say, too heavenly minded to you know it's good. <laughs> I don't mean you have to be like that to then connect with God. All God wants is somebody that's just humble <laughs> and just willing. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. <clears throat> Let the, sorry, let there be tears for what you've done, let there be sorrow and deep grief, and let there be sadness instead of laughter, and gloom instead of joy, and humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honour. I, I notice there's a common theme in the Bible, in the New Testament especially, that when God does says to do something like his work he always provides something to give to you or a way to do it like his path is lit up and i found that in life that sometimes it takes a leap of faith without having to see what's in front of you to get to a place that he needs you to be maybe you're in a situation this morning where you don't you can't hear god you don't see a way out of where you're at or you don't understand what he's doing in your life but the Lord says come close to me and I'll draw near to you in John 15 <clears throat> he says if you abide in me and I abide in you that he's the van he's the vine and we are the he's the he, we are the branches and he's the vineyard so we're connected to him all the time and all he's saying is just drink from my well of water and you'll have that connection all the time. It's there. We've just got to tap into it. In the book of Acts, they talk about giving gifts and, and they talk about having boldness to preach. And Peter preached, I reckon Peter preached some of the most amazing messages in Acts because a lot of them were... Jesus, the guy that you crucified and you put on the cross and you killed, is risen. And that's how he dressed everything. He dressed it as you, 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 you. He accused them, basically, because he, what, why did he do it that way? Because in that culture, that's what they needed to hear. I'm not here saying that you're here because of where you're at, even though it's true, but I'm here to say that God wants you. God called me the other night and he said, I want you. And when someone says that to you, it inspires you. It, it wakes up your heart into reality. You know, we have a short time on this earth and there's, there is so much, I believe there's, I don't want to go to heaven and see all the stuff that I could have done for him and just see what I did do. As, and I, I don't want it to be like a... <laughs> I don't want it to outweigh what I've like. I want what I've what I've done to be better than what I didn't do or what I could have had. 
like I want the Lord to say, well done, good and faithful servant. It would have been greater if you'd kind of achieved this, 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 because you could have set this person free, you could have done this. I know, I don't know what he's going to say on Judgment Day, no one does, but all I'm saying is that the Lord, when he spoke to me the other night, that he woke my heart up. He jumped out of me. And I want to do, I want to, I felt the Lord, I was talking to Jeremy about last week, and I felt the Lord say, we maybe need a jump start this morning. Is there anybody that would like, I was at 10 to 5 past, but I don't think it's a time. <clears throat> I just want to just try and figure out how I'm going to do this. Does anybody want prayer for like a prophecy or an encouraging word or maybe a gift that would want that? Maybe I should just, maybe let's, everyone close their eyes. Maybe we're just too conscious about what's going on in the room. Everyone just close their eyes this morning. So let's just, let's just pray. Lord, I just thank you for this morning for what you're doing. Wake our hearts this morning, Lord. Lord, I just pray for your glory to flow right now, your presence. Just rest in this place. Closer. There's someone here with like a they struggle to remember things. Yeah? Okay, there's a few. Right there. Okay, so I'm gonna pray for you guys. Now you raised your hand. I just want everyone to remain eyes closed. We're just gonna pray for these guys. Lord, right now, Lord, it says in your in your word, Lord, that the Holy Spirit brings recognition and reminds us of things we've said and we've done and the things of the scriptures, Lord. When Jesus was in the when he in Luke 4, when he was taken out to temptation, I had a question years ago and I said to the Lord, how can I because Jesus quoted scripture at the devil when he said, Why don't you jump off here? Why don't you this, turn these stones into bread? And Jesus quoted scripture at him and I got worried because I was like, how can I quote scripture when I don't know it that well? And the Holy Spirit said to me, because I'll remind you. You put it there, I'll remind you. And so I just pray that, that very essence right there, that Holy Spirit will remind you. I want you to stop worrying about trying to remember and just trust that when it's put there, the Holy Spirit knows it's there and he'll bring it to remembrance when it needs to be. I just release that right now, Lord, that your Holy Spirit just remind people of things that they forget or that things that they, just things that get challenged in their life and they feel they can't access that memory, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you restore that in Jesus' name, Lord, and let that Holy Spirit connection just be restored in their memory. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> you know, the Lord says that, we can open our eyes for a little bit. The Lord says that He counts every one of our hairs on our heads, and I had to—I I was crude about this. I was like, "That like, why would you care how many hairs are on my head?" And I did a bit of googling, and I thought, "I wonder how many hairs are on each person's head." And apparently, according to Google, there's about a hundred thousand on average at everyone's head. Some have less than others. <laughs> Not looking at you, Stephen. Um, but the Lord still knows the number. He still knows the number of hairs on your head, but why? Why is that a thing? 
why would he care? And this is what I want to get to when I'm saying this, is that he cares about every aspect of you. Everything. He cares how tall you are. He cares how much hair you've got. He cares how much you weigh. He cares what you wear. Why does he care? Because that's the way he created you. He loved what he created. You know when an artist does something like this, they paint something, and you were to go up and say, that is a horrible painting. I hate the way the blues <laughs> transitions. It's horrible. The start, the seashells are too close. Oh, the whole thing makes me want to vomit. If, you, if I said that, you would. if you painted that, you would be insulted, wouldn't you? But if you, if you said that about yourself, and the Lord says, I've made this perfect person, then you just go, I don't like the way my hands are, and I don't like the way I run, or I don't like the way I talk. I hate the sound of my own voice. And the Lord's like, whoa, I painted you. I made you. I formed you in your mother's womb. He knitted you together so precisely that who are you to say that you are not perfect in his eyes? Why would you knock back something that looks so good when the Lord says it looks good? Why would you say it doesn't? Maybe that's for someone this morning. Why would you say it doesn't? Does anybody want more of his power this morning, more of his presence? All right, let's, let's do heads closed again. I want to just do a group prayer. <clears throat> and if I feel any prophets in the line, try and see if we've got time. Thank you. All right, Lord, let's just pray. Well, Lord, just let your presence. I just, when I said about presence before, I felt like there was like snowflakes falling in the room. And I just felt like it was resting on us. You know when snow falls, we all know how snow falls because we're in Stanford, that it just rests and it just sits there. And it just each, each and every snowflake is different. And so we're like a snowflake in a way that each and every other is different, but each bit of his presence offers different aspects, whether it's power, boldness, peace. In John, he says, my peace I leave with you, my peace I bequeath unto you. And this is just before he went on the cross. Why did he say, my peace I leave with you? Because peace is the essence of your soul to be able to get connected with him all the time. So let's just pray for peace over everyone this morning. Lord, I just pray that just that, that peace just rest on everyone this morning in your presence. I just feel the Holy Spirit just waving between pews this morning. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that you are just filling people's hearts this morning. Filling their hearts. Lord, we just pray. Let's just take a deep breath in. Just breathe in. That presence, just that peace, just let it reside in you. <clears throat> Does anyone struggle with anger this morning? Get angry a lot? Okay, Jill, this is cool. Let's pray for you. Lord, I just pray that peace just smashes out that anger this morning. Lord, I just pray that peace just dissolves those anger muscles they've been trained so well to just get angry so quickly, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that they just dissolve when it's around you, Lord. That your presence just dissipates those, those anger feelings and those anger temperaments, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you just fill that, get rid of that anger, Lord, and fill with peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, when Moses was up on at Mount Sinai, he said, I want to see your glory. I want to see power. 
Now, I don't feel it's a bad thing to see him want that. I think it's a good thing to want the power. I think it's a good thing to want the glory. But I think it's the wrong thing if that's all you want. I think it comes from connection. I think that I believe that the main thing in your life is to keep in a connection with you, him, and you'll feel that presence. You'll feel that peace. You'll feel that power flow through you. If anybody, I'm going to leave the service there. If anybody wants individual prayer, I'm I'm happy to pray for you in the front, and then um, I can. Yeah, we'll just do what God wants to do. But if you don't want to, that's fine. We can just sit in your presence. Or do you want to put some music on, please, Elijah or Steve? Just put some music on the Spotify, please, just softly. <clears throat> but before we go, I just want to leave you this last thought. If the Lord comes in five years' time, let's say he comes in five years' time, hypothetically, what is he going to say about you? What are you going to feel when he stands in front of you? Are you going to feel like you did enough? Are you going to feel like you loved him enough, you connected with him, you touched other people, you did everything you could do? Are you going to, you're going to feel accomplished? Because eternity is a long time. And the one thing I've been challenged with is if the Lord came or if something happened to me in the next five years, would I be satisfied with what I've done? And I'm not meaning we go out there and do all the works and do everything you can and wreck yourself. I just mean, was I connected? Did I do everything I could do to stay connected? So I just want to leave you with that this morning and just... Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful, wonderful presence this morning. Thank you for your strong sense of your peace this morning. Thank you for your everlasting, merciful goodness and your grace over us, Lord. I just pray as we go today, Lord, and this week, Lord, I just pray that you open up our hearts, stir a fire in us, Lord, one that nothing can contain, Lord, where we just burn for you. In your mighty name, amen.